Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Taking you to 6.30 on the fan. We're Grant and Danny. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad, the official Grant and Danny show sponsor. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com and mention the show to get a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. They'll be out here tonight at the Bethesda Theater for our big event. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Grant and Denny are proud to present your chance to win Washington Wizards tickets. Caller number 10. You'll have won two tickets to the Wizards game Saturday, February 10th, versus Philly as part of Black History Month, presented by Stagwell Capital. Wizards will be celebrating HBCU and D9 night. The first 10,000 fans in attendance will also receive a bobblehead of tennis star Francis Tiafo, a Maryland native, and the second in our inaugural DMV bobblehood series good luck caller 10 800-636-1067 the green rooms downstairs are very nice are they pretty cool there are like 10 different little rooms or something that Mm -hmm. you could sit in yeah like if they wanted to separate all of us all the hosts of the different shows like i did i got my own room because i want my m&m sorted just a certain way i only like red m&ms but i don't like yellow or green but danny's a giant pain in the ass so he needs only yellow Mm -hmm. m&ms right like we could all have our own room they could cater it I wanted Maggiano's, but Danny wanted Jetty, uh, Jetty subs, yeah. maybe. So, like, no J, no, you can't have two JPs in one room, for example. Right. So they, they're separate. But I think we're all in, like, one, like, jail cells. Every one of us uh-huh. is in our own little green room, potentially. So that way we don't interact. We don't talk. Everything's live. It's like when you, when you go on Letterman, he will not talk to you before you go out. And they'll do this call when you're on your way up to New York or whatever where they're like, hey, and they – you tell him some stories, and they put some things down on a blue card, and then he'll never reference it and never bring anything up yeah. that's on the blue card anyway. But he refuses to talk to anyone before the show because he wants everything to be spontaneous. I think we should all just be held in our little cells until the show starts so everything's super spontaneous. What I think you should do is tell everybody, you know, this is not how they do it on Letterman. You know what I mean? Like, point. go through, like, in each place, if guys are, like, hanging out in the same room, be like... Oh, what are you guys doing, junks? You, you guys hanging they, out? Uh, they catered to some Rupert G's deli subs back oh, there. Oh, be bazilli if they did. I will tell you, my dressing room in uh, New York at Ed Sullivan Theater. Yep. Every time I was there, your dressing room, Rupert G's deli subs, your dressing room, nice big tray. It's ridiculous though because if you come with an entourage, of course it's going to get pummeled. Yeah. But we're talking about an actress and her manager. Right. We're talking about an actor. She and, hasn't eaten since 2003. And his wife, you yeah. know, and it's like they eat it, you know, I don't even know if they're cracking open the sandwiches, probably not. There's a nice fruit tray there as well. But they, very, very nice spread. But it was always like me and my dad or like me and my mom. And you, there's so much food and you're like, yeah. God, I hope they come get this and take it down to all the people that behind the scenes Seriously, on this yeah. show. Because they, there's 14 subs here. I ate half of one. And, and I was always so nervous too. Well, of Especially course. as I got older. When I was a kid, I didn't really know how crazy it was or cool it was. So it was just like, oh, I'm talking to this guy, whatever. 
But then by the time I was like 16, 17 years old and I was doing it, I was like, if I say something tonight, it could really go viral. You know, like <laughs> this could really. And not in the fun way. Right. This could yeah. really ruin a lot of things. So you're pretty nervous. So it's not like you're just having a good old time eating a big meal. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of food there. Oh, I get it, dude. But the downstairs is very nice. This oh, whole so place cool. has blown me away. I'm it's telling really you, man, cool. the, the, I tried to give the scouting report. The theater, the space is beautiful. Uh, yeah, the, the, the green room stuff downstairs is really awesome. Great place to hang out. There's plenty of tea, which I'm so steamed up about. You know I who love doesn't that? look stressed at all is our boss. Oh, my God. I was just looking over there. He looks so not stressed. He he looks like he's just having the best day ever. You ever seen the movie Seven? He hasn't rubbed his head at all. Well, you, you, you stepped on my bit there, but you ever seen the movie Seven? Uh, I know the movie Seven. Yeah, so yeah. Kevin Spacey's character got rid of his fingerprints. So did our boss by rubbing his forehead. Like, he is worn down. <laughs> There's no print. There's no print you left. Go go commit whatever crime you want to. Now's boss. the time. Hey, fill him in on the thing I told you about a few minutes ago, and let, let's see if he wants to enjoy that as yeah. well. Uh, all right. I wanted to get to this because I think that this is – well, I'll give you my opinion on it in a minute. Uh-huh. A, do we have the audio, Darius, or should I just mention it? I know Darius was digging to see if he could find it. We're going to mention right. it. Mike Garofolo of NFL Network tweeted something to the effect of, and this has gone everywhere at this point, that he heard that Ben Johnson's interviews went poorly. And his take was that – the commanders were not going to hire Ben Johnson anyway, that the interviews went very badly. The first time that this came out, to my knowledge, was yesterday. This is when he said it, started making the rounds. So when you hear that initially, everyone's sending this to me and going, see, he had a bad interview. That's why they didn't pick him. Okay, if he had a bad interview and it soured them on him and they pivoted and Dan Quinn had a great interview and that was the guy, no problem. It just feels to me with the timing – of what's going on that maybe it's spin, right? Like, why did we hear after they chose Dan Quinn, after they went in a different direction that he had a bad interview? Why wouldn't that have come out before? If he had a bad interview and they weren't going to go with him probably, why wouldn't that have come out four days ago? Great question. That's my big question. Here's some of the audio of what we're talking about. Don't think he interviewed particularly well. Um, and I, I listen, I've, I've heard some rumblings before. <laughs> All right, let's back up. So, Johnson withdrew, and he withdrew as Washington was flying to go see him, which did not go over well at all uh, with the Washington uh, organization at all. Um, but I believe he withdrew from two coaching circuit, coaching searches that he wouldn't have gotten the job anyway. So um, that's the old, you're not fired, and, you know, I quit. Or I'm not fired, I quit. One of those deals. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he really bowled people over in the interview process at all. Um, and I've heard that his personality is, you know, he's very smart, very bright, great play caller. Uh, but I've heard that his personality is kind of, um, I don't know, not the most gregarious guy, not not a Mike McDonald type guy or even a Dan Quinn type guy. Uh, so I think that came across in the interview process. I, I, my belief, my belief is that he came into this, Adam Peters had Ben Johnson uh, as his guy. And Adam Peters was not the only one making a decision there in Washington, which is not to say that he's undermined, uh, but Rick Spielman was involved. Josh Harris, obviously the owner of the organization, Bob Myers involved as well. So it was four people who came to a collective decision and it was not going to be Ben Johnson. Puck and Jim radio in Seattle. Your reaction to that, Danny? I, I liked Garofalo's assessment in the middle of that, which was 
kind of where I would take it, but sort of piggyback on top of it, is to say the fact that it comes out now does feel like whatever you want to call it. You could, you could be cynical about it, call it spin, call it damage control, or just call it regular old business and, and sort of justification as to why they didn't go the direction that convention said that they were going to go, right? The, the, the idea that he was the favorite for the job didn't come from nowhere. This wasn't some invention. It wasn't some pipe dream. It wasn't a couch rumor by some fan sitting at home going, I hope they get him, and then just keeps tweeting it, and then it turns into a rumor. That's not a thing. There was ab- absolutely smoke here. And so there's a degree of we need to jump on top of this to make it look like we didn't bungle this, right? So, yeah, that stuff can kind of come out from a guy that uh, – you know, or, or, you know, it's kind of regarding somebody that's now taken themselves out of the coaching ring. If he had interviewed elsewhere and gotten a job – then you can't say that, right? To it to the same degree. Well, it's like, well, the team that hired him thought he did okay. You guys didn't. Let's let's compare records and stare at you and, and talk crap. The fact that he went back and isn't a head coach at all anywhere gives a little bit of legs to it, whether it happened that way or not. But to me, this does feel a bit like, and I don't have a better term for this, but it feels a bit like damage control. Yeah, there was never a single mention that his interview didn't go well at any point last week. They did the interview early in the week. There was, ne- there was an entire week that went by. In fact, the, the, the first interview with Ben Johnson, now that I think about it, was the Friday before the previous game, right? So there was an entire week last week where they, they didn't interview him again, and for eight or nine days, nothing leaked out that that interview was bad until after they decided on Dan Quinn and there was some blowback. And now, with all due respect to Garofolo, I'm not knocking his reporting. I'm quite sure he heard that. But I guess my question is why with that timing? It's just really convenient to me, and it feels like possible spin. That's all. We're not going to be every day going through how the Ben Johnson thing didn't happen. I just think the process is worth examining before we move on. Totally. You, I know, were, were bothered by the circuitous nature of it. I don't necessarily care about the, the optics of the process. You know, My frustration was that they weren't more all in on Johnson, it seemed like to me. Uh, I think that that was their guy all along, to be clear, but they didn't finish it. I still perceive that it was probably over money or something else. I don't really know. Their position is, we got our guy. We like Dan Quinn. We wanted him all along. I would say, okay, he was available for a few weeks before you hired him and you were flying out to Detroit again. I would also pose that to the Garofalo point. So Ben Johnson did this really bad interview. Ten days later, you were flying to Detroit. You hadn't flown to any other person, by the way, to my knowledge. You're flying to Detroit to meet with him in person because you were so unimpressed with his first interview. See what I'm saying? It it just it doesn't add up. And I know they were talking with Aaron Glenn there as well. Uh, As it turned out, he was pretty low down the list, it seems, uh, of the overall candidates. But people are going to see that and go, oh, Ben Johnson's not ready. Maybe. Just like people see that he, he texted them and, you know, now the, the idea is, well, they lucked out. You know, he screwed them over. It, it's certainly not a good look. There's no doubt about that. I wouldn't want to be his agent, Richmond Flowers, making <laughs> that phone call. But we just don't really know what happened. And I do believe through the Sunday NFC Championship game into Monday, they probably thought there was a chance that it was Ben Johnson. Something changed. Just like I'll ask you this, Danny. Mm-hmm. Why did we start hearing for the first time like in droves? five or six days before the Ben Johnson decided to stay in Detroit, yep. that he was not the number one guy. 
that process the started. Schefter thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but like January 8th is when they fired Rivera. Mm-hmm. They, they went to GM first to hire Peters, then they were doing coach after. But essentially that coaching search began in earnest right then and there. There was never a single moment. Everybody, their brother, their sister, their uncle, their aunt, was all saying Ben Johnson to Washington, Ben Johnson to Washington. Nobody ever stopped and said, Ben Johnson to Washington, you know, is, is actually not happening probably. That never happened for like two and a half weeks. It wasn't until the indications were the tea leaves that we now know were real or the exactly. smoke signals, whatever. We're basically saying, oh, it's, it's going to be something that you guys aren't expecting here, right? Because all the momentum and all the arrows were pointing in one way. It's like we talk about with the Dan Sale where we trace it back to he's on the field, arm around Jerry on October yeah. 2nd, kind of doing the I'll never sell this team bit. What happened between then and a month later when they hired him? When Bank the whole world changed, yeah. Like the week before, the, his lawyers are yelling at people and calling everyone names and saying it's a conspiracy. And next thing you know, it's like, we've hired Bank of America. Like, whoa. Nobody had any problem. They didn't have yeah. any issue with everyone saying, the commanders and Ben Johnson, the number one candidate and the Washington commanders, they're going to get him. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden – Word got out to a lot of the beat reporters and, and Adam Schefter. No, this isn't actually a lock. Almost to prepare people, I think, for That's the what inevitable. It was. Yeah, I think Something this is, changed. Grant, I think this is the second act of that. And I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not. The, when, when we know so little about a process, and everybody has loved to remind you and I of that, how little anyone knows, and you can't make any judgments now. And So my response, of course, well, let's never talk about anything then. But I think this is the second part of that opening act which was before it was going to be not Ben Johnson or not Mike McDonald or not one of the guys that everybody was excited about, frankly. Them going, prepare yourselves. This bleep is real. You guys might not be ready for it, but it's happening. And then after the fact, when everybody naturally, I think, has questions, given the momentum that was going in completely different directions, this is now the second wave of, well, there's a re- it wasn't just random. It wasn't just because... Somebody screwed us. It wasn't just because the rug got pulled. There were reasons that you guys could never really see or know about. And, of course, as you said, we'll never know. There's no you know, uh, spy camera in there and secret leaked footage that's going to come out. You know, there's no uh, uh, Julian Assange that's going to give us the, the, the info. But it feels to me like it's a way of saying this is not the disaster you guys think it is. Well, uh, I don't mean you and me, but just in general, folks in general. This is not us settling. This is something that was actually a result of something thorough. Here are, here are some data points that support that. Which, if it is, that's smart, by the way. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's what's happening. I, I will say, though, everyone that I talk to with the organization and the team, they have been extremely classy, utmost respect for Johnson. There's been no mention of a bad interview, okay? I, I do have to acknowledge that. In other words, if Garofolo was hearing this and I'd heard something similar from people in the building that I talked to, mm-hmm. I would have a pretty good feeling. Well, clearly the team just wants that out there. I don't know that that's them saying that. It could very well be true. It's certainly not coming from Ben Johnson's agent. Maybe it's another team saying, and it could well be, by the way. I don't think, did he say the commanders didn't feel like he did well in the interview? I think his point was he, he bombed in the interview process. So maybe another team that interview him wasn't impressed. Certainly, there could be some credence to this. I acknowledge that. I just think that the timing makes me go, really? And it seems to me like you've got the reports from six weeks ago. Ben Johnson wants crazy amount of money. Ben Johnson wants to be the highest paid first-time coach ever. And then I see what these other guys are getting. I've been told that Antonio Pierce got a little over $6 million a year. I've been told that... um, Brian Callahan got $7 million a year. 
You know, uh, I think Shane Steichen was the highest-paid first-time coach ever at $9.1 million a year mm-hmm. from the numbers that I've heard. My guess is Ben Johnson wanted more than that, and I think it was a numbers situation. That is my belief. It probably won't matter moving forward why right. we got here. Dan Quinn's either going to be a star or he's not. We'll leave this in the rear view. I just think it's relevant to pose this question to take some calls today, not because this is a Ben Johnson combo, but – Garofolo is, is suggesting some context to a situation we've all been curious about. For a bunch of days, we wondered what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. He's saying, actually, the commanders weren't going to pick him. He interviewed badly. They didn't want him. That's why they picked Dan Quinn. And my question to people is, do you buy that? Do you believe that? That really, they wanted Dan Quinn over him. They didn't like him in the interview process. Or do you think that that's a little bit of spin? That Quinn is still a fine option? but that they wanted Ben Johnson and something went sideways. That's the question. 800-636-1067. You can join us on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines on Grant and Danny. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The commanders were on their way out to meet with Ben Johnson in Detroit when he told them he was staying with the Lions and wouldn't be further interviewing for their job opening. Mike Garofolo of NFL Network yesterday came out and said, well, the commanders actually didn't want Ben Johnson. He did a bad job in the interview process. Do you believe that, that he didn't do well enough to capture their attention, that they preferred Dan Quinn to him, Or is that just spin? The timing of it, whether it's spin or not, makes it look that way. Because there was no report, there was no acknowledging 
poor Ben Johnson interviews before. And, oh, by the way, you're on the plane flying out to Detroit. Now, it wasn't just Johnson they were meeting with. It was Aaron Glenn. But the lead of the story was they're flying out. They've got this meeting with Ben Johnson. It's going to be early next week. And there was a three- or four-day buildup of Monday or Tuesday after the NFC Championship game. One way or the other, they're meeting with Ben Johnson. And then we find out yesterday, well, you know, they didn't really want Ben Johnson, by the way. He did a terrible interview. They never interview. liked him. I'm not quite buying it. Danny? I mm, No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Uh, I think what happened is something, you know, some combination of things. I think the answer to any part of this is yes. Uh, Isn't it always about money in some way? Well, to a degree. I, I, think, I think Ben Johnson flaked out ultimately. Right, I, I think I still think, despite the posturing about a deal. I mean, how many times have you guys gone into a negotiation going, "I want twice what I make," when you really want a seven percent raise? Yeah, you know. I mean, I I think they all thought it was posturing until that dude pulled a, a McDaniel's esque move to withdraw his name for consideration and sent everything into a topsy turvy tailspin. I do think they got screwed by him in this process, and they landed on Quinn, which you got a, a credible NFL head coach. I mean, he is going to be fine, probably. Staff, notwithstanding, we're going to see. There's a possibility when the dust all settles, you get the right offensive crew in here, that it is even a, an exciting situation and that they can sell this thing pretty well. More importantly, that they can win a bunch of games and get to the playoffs and try to get to a championship. I think Adam Peters is going to be the key to the whole thing. you got to draft well. you got to sign well. And the number two overall pick at quarterback is going to be paramount. That goes without saying. But if we're asking how did we get here, which a lot of people do care about. For those of you that say, oh, move on, it's Dan Quinn, what do we care? Well, I mean, it's been 24 hours, so relax, number one. And number two, do we not want to do a little autopsy here? This is the first chance to kind of evaluate a big process that underwent. Uh, let's go to the phones, 800-636-1067. Alex is in Vienna on Grant and Danny. What's up, Alex? How are you? Hey, man, I'm with you guys. I don't believe him at all. Uh, yeah. At every job interview, they ask you, what do you expect to make? And you kind of give them that ballpark. Obviously, you ask for more, like Danny said, than what you really want. But, you know, if it was really about the salary, they would have said, dude, we're not going to pay that much to a first-time coach. Uh, it's, the whole thing is spin. You don't get on an airplane if you interviewed badly. You knew he was the front-runner in the media if you were going to control the narrative that he wasn't actually your front-runner. You could have leaked that. You had all that time where – we were all doing the, the Dan Johnston match, and nobody from the team thought to pick up the phone and whisper in some big reporter's ear, hey, not so fast. It, 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 it strains. Well, that came eventually it's, it's, to your point. Your phone's breaking thanks, up a little bit. That was a good Sorry, call, buddy. though. Thank you. It's a really good call. That did come. My point is it just came at, you know, in the 10th hour. Like There were hmm. two or so weeks, if not more. I'm just saying that. Initially, it was the GM stuff, so I'm not going to count that. But there were a couple weeks of coaching search where nobody was saying, Ben Johnson is not the favorite. Ben Johnson is not a lock. And all of a sudden, you started to hear that after nobody seemed to have a problem with days and days of speculating that. Well, let me clarify something. I do believe it's very possible. I'll even say somewhat likely that Johnson didn't have a great interview. But the then conclusion that that precluded him from getting the gig or yeah, they weren't that interested or they, they were off put by it, that next step I don't buy. In other words, he could be shy, quirky, weird, not gregarious and not like, you know, I'll, I'll eat dirt to win. I'll, I'll eat your dirt to win. I'll step in snake pits and, and fight wild boars and, and chokehold a lion. Okay, he didn't do that stuff. 
maybe that's not his personality, but there are plenty of guys that do or don't that can be good at coaches otherwise. Let's say he didn't have the best interview. His bona fides extend beyond how charismatic he is with you know Magic Johnson in the room and, and Adam Peters and a couple of guys, right? That's why he, he was a prime candidate for the position. If they, you know, had, had stricken him from their list and going to Detroit was just a courtesy, that's the next love I don't buy. Well, here, here's the way I think about it, right? If Danny went on a first date with a girl, and we're like, is, is Danny going to end up with this girl? Is this happening? Mm-hmm. And then about a week later after everyone's like, I, I think they're going to end up together, we find out the girl told Danny no. That has happened. The next day, <laughs> the next day I'm trying to workshop this analogy. Mm-hmm. The next day someone comes out and goes, well, Danny wasn't interested in the girl. The first date went terrible. But then I, I find out that you were flying across the country yeah. <laughs> for the second date. But I, it kind of makes me think that's not yeah, true. Yeah, that I did a John Cusack with a boombox in front of her house asking for a second date. That's a really funny way to yeah. not be interested. Funny way and to, to show to it. Be, you know, think that the interview was bad and that, that I actually like this other person better. I made her a mixtape, man. Why are you flying to California for date number two? Yeah. You're going to her place this time. Really strange way for you to act if you're not that interested. Frank's in Ashburn. What's up, Frank? How are you? Good, guys. I'm glad you're not, you're not falling for this. This is the, the weakest spin I've heard in quite some time. They, they were so upset with his first interview, they're flying out for the second interview just to tell him face-to-face that they weren't interested. And then they actually get upset because they didn't get the chance to tell him face-to-face that they weren't interested. Um, Garoppolo, I mean, he's got no credibility. I hate to say it, but whatever's being spun kind of reminds me of the Snyder era, and I thought that was behind us. Well, I, I don't think anything about this process, to be honest, reminds me of Dan. And that's not just me sticking up for the owners who I like and Peters who I think is going to be good. Uh, I am trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. There's no doubt about that. I like them, and I think they're good at what they do. I think they're smart, and they're better people than Snyder. So all of that's working right. in our favor. Yeah, here. we've cleared that bar. But I also think I think Dan would have gotten Ben Johnson, to be honest with you. Now, you wouldn't have a GM in Peters, and so Dan would be dictating to him, and it wouldn't work. He would flame out in a few years and – probably go back to being a coordinator for the rest of his career. But Dan would have just paid whatever it took, maybe. Like, Dan always got his guy. He just then interfered and did terrible things that made it not work. I would rather have Dan Quinn and Adam Peters and the Harris ownership group than Dan Snyder and Ben and anybody. Johnson. <laughs> but, but Snyder and Johnson yeah. versus them, it, it's no, a, I know. no contest. Snyder and Johnson get KO'd 11 seconds into the fight. But I don't think this was anything like the Snyder situation the way I perceive it to be. They had a favorite. He was interested in them. I think – at some point, they were talking money. Normally, that was when Dan said, okay, well, how much do we put on the check? When he had money. I don't know if he had enough at the yeah, end to pull that off. But also, there were very little leaks. This was the leaky. This was a spaghetti strainer, just water sipping, dropping from this thing before. So I, I didn't see many, uh, frankly, But it, it, I think his comp was about the after-the-fact attempt to control the narrative, which, which was, in fairness, a Snyder staple. But now, that's, that's an everybody but, staple. But hold on. That, that's after scandal. That's the difference to me, is after some sort of debacle takes place. I don't know that this is a debacle. This, this was a little bit disappointing to, to some fans, the way this process played out, myself included. But it's not, it's not some debacle where the, your prize pig that you traded for or the, the, the superstar player who's flaming out in front of your eyes and we're going to pretend that everything's fine or this guy gets an extension or we're trying to buy uh, the beat reporters fatty lunches so they don't report as well. This isn't that. <laughs> well, also, I mean – this is the game. I mean, this yeah. is every job, every team, every anything, every politician. This is the way it works. I mean, you want your word out there. That This is day one stuff. There's no problem with spin. I don't have any issue with that. 
Dan would would assassinate character, like, and I don't mean Snyder specifically, but like that era, we're calling people drunks after they're fired. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. This is not that. This is actually here's the way from our perspective that we want people to understand that this went. There's probably a lot of truth in that. It's also the best version of it for you, I would say. Just like Ben Johnson's agent, Richmond Flowers, and Ben Johnson are going to put out whatever they do. I mean, he loves football. That's all this is. He's loyal. Nobody's more loyal than him. Dan it's Quinn's the loyalty. Lucky, lucky to have such a loyal soldier. David in Charlottesville, home of the Cavaliers. Hello, David. How are you? Well, thanks for taking my call. How about it? I, hey, I believe in the process currently with this team. For Finally, we have a top-down pecking order. And I believe they did their due diligence, and and you know they were flying out to Detroit to do a couple interviews. And Ben Ben Johnson, I think we created an illusion that that was the go-to, that was the guy, and that's what we want. And, and for anybody to think we were going to have a rookie quarterback, rookie coach, rookie GM, and a rookie NFL owner, that's just a disaster waiting to happen. Not if they're good. I appreciate the call. Now, I've I mean, heard I've heard that though. Yeah, but. I don't agree necessarily. Yeah, but. I mean, D'Amico Ryans was a first-time head coach. Bobby Slowick was a first-time play caller. C.J. Stroud was a rookie quarterback. Was that a disaster? Now, Nick Casario had experience as a GM. It was bad experience, and he was the laughing stock of the league. All of a sudden, you know, it's not viewed that way anymore. But uh, so what if uh, Josh Harris is a first-time owner in football? He's been an owner in other sports. He's pretty polished, I would say, as a sports owner. Uh, Adam Peters has not been a GM, but he's been the most – influential person in putting together a championship-level roster for a year and change in San Francisco. Uh, and for a couple of years there has been a, a massive part of what they do. Uh, as a head coach, you know, whether – yes, Ben Johnson was a complete unknown, could have been bad, we don't know. But the idea that, like, you, you couldn't just go with a bunch of first-timers, you know, neophytes lacking experience, I always disagree with that. Get good people. You get, if you're great at what you do, I don't care if you've done it before or not. Just because someone's done it before doesn't mean they're better than you. You, you. If you need a bunch of people who have done it before, there's a reason they're available, too. That's a double-edged sword. Sure. I, 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 but I understand the, the sentiment where you'd like to have some guys with, with experience to be able to lean on in certain situations. Sure. That's welcome. That, that doesn't necessarily have to be, though, that owner, head coach, GM triumvirate. Yeah, you, you can you, have your seasoned defensive coordinator, your, your uh, Wade Phillips to your Sean McVay. Totally. You could bring in, you know, again, uh, Vic Fangio who's going to, who's going to uh, Philadelphia. You can keep the Marty party. Or, or lock them out of the building. Different okay. ways to do it. Different ways to do it. John and McLean, you're on Grant and Danny. How are you? Good. Hi. Frequent listener, first-time caller. Appreciate you, buddy. Oh, yeah. that's very, very good to hear. So I'm going to disagree because this fits a story that I felt all along, which was the fans and everyone and even the management had a fantasy of what the Ben Johnson as head coach as head coach would look like. And when he showed up first on that first Zoom call, I think it ended, and they all looked at each other and said, "You know, that didn't go that well." Mm. And uh, and then they looked around. And they thought, well, you know, he's still in the mix. We're going to extend this. We're going to have a lot of other interviews. We're still going to fly out to Detroit because we only talked to him over the air. We need to see what this guy's all about. But maybe he didn't come in with a big vision. Let me maybe ask you a quick question. Because I think it's on I, who he's going to lock up and bring to it. Let me ask you a quick question. I think yeah. it's a really smart call. Yeah. Here's my my question. I want to hear your answer on. Yeah. If if that's the case, which is plausible and makes a lot of sense. Why then, for over a week after the first interview, did the reporting nationally, locally, what have you, 
only grow stronger and stronger in Ben Johnson and the Commanders. It was viewed essentially as a foregone conclusion, and it wasn't until well over a week after that that we first heard about this bad herd. I'm sure it's heard, by the way. We hear. We first heard about this bad interview. I agree. I think they were living off the fact that, yes, management thought this guy was the top choice to interview first, and they hoped that he would be the top choice, but it didn't go well. We don't. Have, we can't necessarily assume that uh, that leaked out, that it didn't go that well, that he was, and so the media was still reporting he's the top guy, and mm. since he was still on the on the interview list, that everything seemed to be true. That's but plausible. I think, I think the guy. But it I is. think the guy, guy flattened out. And by the way, I don't think salary even comes up in these interviews. That's something between management and the agent. Well, we, I agree with that. It's a great call. We're up against it. That's a, it, I really appreciate that. That's a, that's a pl- that, by the way, that scenario is plausible, right? Where he didn't interview great, and they kind of expected him to knock it out of the park, and he didn't. Yeah. So maybe we need to reconsider some things. I, that's not crazy to me. If you don't think that the commanders over a few-week process, when in this league you're talking to agents months before the process starts, mm-hmm. ever got a number? ever figured out what the the expectation for salary is, I think you're fooling yourself. Also, on Sunday, the agent for Ben Johnson, Bob Myers, the agent for uh, you know, front office executives with the commanders, were all at the same game. You know, They were all seen at one point together at the stadium. I, maybe they were just talking about how good the 49ers looked. I don't know, but I have a hard time. I bet you a few discussion topics came up. The, the idea that, like, well, we'll never broach money, obviously, but uh, let's talk about how your kids, by the way. Oh, they're good. They're good. Yeah. Do they make any money? Write down the amount of money that they make. I bet you it <laughs> might have come up at some point. Here's the next question, because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to turn this into a, you know, they didn't get Ben Johnson conversation a day after Dan Quinn day. No. Do you care what happened? I think that's a fair question. Mm-hmm. Do you even care what happened now? It's Dan Quinn. They got to hire an offensive staff. They're moving forward. They're on to Cincinnati. They got a chance to work this thing out. You hit on the quarterback. Next stop, Super Bowl. Do you care how we got here, or are you ready to move on and see what's what? G&D on the fan. We are at the Bethesda Theater. Bethesda, Maryland, right off Wisconsin Avenue. That's where our big event is tonight. It's going to be outstanding. We sold this place out. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad, the official Grant and Danny Show sponsor. They're going to help protect your assets by updating your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com and mention the show to get a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. Danny, be on the lookout. Our guys are coming out tonight. Yes. By the way, I'm getting some tweets from some people that are on their way up to this event right now, which is very, very cool. So some people's driving from Stafford all over the DMV. And, yes, it is the DMV, Virginia. Now, what's there. that V stand for? Uh, that's Virginia. This okay. is Virginia. Virginia's doing great. But we're in Bethesda. We're doing it up big in Maryland tonight. So look forward to seeing so many of our listeners this evening. Do you care how we landed on Dan Quinn? Or is it time to just embrace and move along? It's Dan Quinn time. It's his season. Dan Quinn S-Z-N, as the kids say. Mm. Uh, Danny, do you care? Or 
It's only like it's been 16 hours. I care so much, and most people don't. It seems like, and that's fine. You're allowed to care or not care. It's your fandom. It's your irritation. I'm getting a lot of move ons uh, from people just generally in all walks of life. I got the announcement happened yesterday. What's their avatar? Um, it, it varies. Okay. It varies, honestly. Sometimes it's like a, a random picture of like a dude was, with a samurai sword. Sometimes it's like a commander's one. It's, it's, there was uh, a dude yesterday that was like really angry at me. It was like, I just don't understand, man. You, you're, you're really driving me nuts. And his name was like Kool-Aid Commander. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're probably not going to you don't like it. Like me just very, uh, you know, looking at this thing and, and analyzing it. Uh, you probably just want me to pick up some bomb-bombs <laughs> and go, DQ, let's go. Let's go, DQ season. Welcome, coach. No, I mean, I, I care desperately, and I'm always going to. I care about the how. Uh, I care about process. I care about how we got here. I, again, the thing I still want to know most is what happened between October 2nd and November 2nd uh, when Dan Snyder went from I'm never selling, you could pride from my cold, dead hands to I've hired Bank of America. I want to know how we get places because uh, it helps for future information. It helps us understand things. But, yeah, it, it matters to me, and it may not to some. I get that. Let's go to Mike in Clinton on G&D. Mike, do you care about what led up to this at this point? I do not care. We are, Listen, our fan base, we, we've suffered for we, – we've suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder for the past 30-something years, uh, easily. But, I mean, listen, I don't care how we got here. I trust that the way that they went out and, and, and we got our GM, we got our guy, everyone was on board with that. And then when the little hiccup with this is in all businesses, there are hiccups, they pivoted and they went to the next best thing. And so if we are going to, you know, uh, rake them over the coals over a situation that we have no idea of how it would have played out, um, and we have our guy, when, when you have your guy, you go full-hearted behind your guy. That's the equation of, of, of you're about to get married and, and it's your wedding day and you're waiting down the aisle and then you're saying, boy, I could have had that other girl. What? You don't want your future wife to know that. You want to know, you want her to feel that she was the best choice that you had. And sure. you made that choice. Appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, I get that people want to move along and that people want to hear essentially what they want to hear. There was a time when you got angry when the conversation on this show was, Taylor Heineken might not be what you think he is. You know, there was a time when in Rivera we trust and how dare you question him and you know he's coach-centric and he's coming in here to save the world and to fix the culture. You know, we, we've had some conversations along the way. Sure. Uh, th- this was a very curious coaching search. I think you, we can all acknowledge that. Either you care about that or you don't. A lot of people don't. Uh, the fact that it's Dan Quinn is how it ended, and Dan Quinn's a pretty good football coach. I believe that he is an outstanding defensive coordinator. I think he's a legitimate head coach. I think he is a probably an average, maybe a tick above average head coach. I think he's a special person. I cannot find a single person who has a negative word to say about him. I know why he got the job. I totally get it. It's not a bad hire. I've never once said it's a bad hire. It's not the hire I would have made, but it's not a bad hire. I think the difference generally for people is, number one, like what should they have been looking for in the search? And number two, do you care about how we got to the parking spot or just that the car is parked? Yeah, I do. I, I care a lot. I, I know I'm maybe in the minority. G&D on the fan from Bethesda Theater, taking you up to 630. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.